The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Take Cast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. We are continuing our series of trying to bring you, you know, as many podcasts, as much entertainment as we can while all of us are quarantining and social distancing. In this episode of the show, I am joined by my buddy Jeff Collins from Number Ball, a previous guest of the show, had him back on to chat a little bit about, uh, you know, social distancing and what it's been like uh, as, you know, DFS players as people who are really addicted, who really love sports to just be trapped inside of our houses with no sports. And then, of course, because we are optimistic people, we talked about the upcoming MLB season, uh, discussed some teams that we like in terms of the futures market, discussed some players that we liked in the futures market, and overall, just a a nice, enjoyable conversation with my buddy Jeff. Uh, I hope that you guys enjoy it. Of course, if you want to support the show, you can subscribe to patreon.com slash takecast, dollar a month, five dollars a month get some bonus episodes, support the show, support, uh, you know, support the take cast, support me support the guests, all of that, uh, you know, very useful and very helpful. Or you can just leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts, That's very useful and very helpful as well. And now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, everyone, bringing in Jeff Collins from Numberball back to the show. Jeff, actually, I got to I got to say your last episode of the show, I think it was episode 60 of the Take Cast, one of the five highest rated shows ever. People people really liked it. And, you know, if they want to go back and listen to it right now, some of that stuff is still going to hold up. How are you doing, my man? Hey, yeah, it's cool. You never told me that before. That would have boosted my ego. I could have used that um, during uh, my NFL season last year. Yeah, that uh, that might have been useful. Yeah, people, people. Uh, I, I'll say this: people really enjoy episodes of this show where DFS players talk honestly about winning and losing. Because some of the other highest-rated episodes of the show um, were our ones with you know Drew Dinkmeyer and Andrew Wiggins, just where people are talking about uh, how about the difficulties or successes of being a high stakes DFS player, which, uh, speaking of which, how is your, how is your life without a DFS slate to grind like every four hours? The, the, I don't even know how to put it into words. I, it's just cause it's nothing that you could have 
anticipated like the the feeling of it right like it's just that was never the case like the even the if you want to talk about like the nba all-star break or something where there's not um much going on there's still like golf and there's still like sports center covering actual sport it's just it's the, the weird i mean thing. all-star break we got we got tennis we got soccer we got uh mma just just you know pretty much everything going on and uh I mean, literally right now, you go to the DraftKings lobby and you have soccer slates that may or may not get canceled and, uh, and, and League of Legends. Have, have you played a League of Legends slate? Uh, that League of Legends is the, the one I'm highest on. That, that, that's something I even did a, a little bit, played around with a little bit when they first released it. I had some interest in it. Didn't expect to have interest in it. And then that was back when they did the streaming on the leaderboard too, so it made it super easy. To sweat, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And it was just um, now it's like the when I first got back into it, I'm like trying to search for these streams, and I I'll like I'll go all right, LPE league. And I was like, oh wait, it's LPL. That's why it's not right. You know, I don't know anything about this stuff, so it's just I'm a, I'm a total noob with everything, and it's it's difficult to find. So it's difficult to find data if you want to take like a serious approach with it. And I mean. I even went on, I don't even use Reddit. I went on Reddit to like a League of Legends channel. I was like, can someone please help me find some good data on this, please? Can you tell me <laughs> what what I need to do here? Because it's just, it's in different languages, especially right. the Chinese League that's going on right now. And um, But I, I, I love that though, because I always tell my subscribers, like anytime you think something is difficult, it's probably difficult for other people too. And if you can push past that and, and just fight through it and, and keep working and, and get through the hard part to where it becomes easy and fun, I guess that's where the edge is, is because other people just go, I don't need to actually double check that lineup to make sure this top lane guy is in or whatever. That's actually, you know, I got to say, I have to say that's very good advice that if you are finding x y and z difficult in dfs or in betting or whatever that probably means that other people are having a ton of difficulty too so you know that can be as that can be uh as simple as like finding starting lineups for league of legends or you know it could be uh finding uh corner kick data for the australian a league which is the only league currently with games going in the lobby on DraftKings right now like there is uh I mean, this is just something I would say to anyone. If we're let's let's pretend while you and I are talking that uh, some of these best case scenarios that people are putting out right now about COVID nineteen are accurate, and that we are going to get NBA back. The MLB season is going to happen. Uh, we're going to get all these sports back that we love. I think really good advice for people who are not trying to play. DFS professionally, and they are just trying to make a little bit of money, having fun. You know, it's their hobby. I think playing these niche sports is going to be so much more of a better use of your time than trying to grind NBA. I know that it's not, it's not as glamorous, right? But you are just so much more likely to actually have a real edge in those spots as opposed to the major sports. Well, and if you, it, and a lot of people, if, you, if you've ever been in like a subscriber chat or whatever, you'll say these sort of things. And they'll say, no, I don't, I don't even care about the fun. Like, I just want to do it for the money. I'm here to grind, right? The word grind a lot and stuff. It's like, if that's true, then prove it. Then don't, don't do the, the sport that's fun for you. Don't do basketball. Do esports. If it's a grind, then it doesn't matter what sport it is. So, I mean. Yeah, if, if, it, if it's a grind, if it's a grind, then you can't like – 
Yeah, well, the, the point you're making is entirely accurate. Like, if you really are in it to grind, then don't be doing what everyone else in that subscriber chat is doing. Like, then you're, you're like, what you're saying is, is 100% true. Like, you're not just doing it for the money. You're doing it because you like to do it. Yeah, um, you're doing it for, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it, more than that, it's about, in order to be good at something in this stage of DFS, especially with the big sports like NBA and, and to expect to grind something and grind away a profit. Um, you have to just go the extra mile. Like you have to do extra things, things that you, you wouldn't necessarily want to do, you know, like you just, it, it's, it's a grind. Like the, the word grind is, um, much different than just a, a lot of people are, are doing stuff for fun, but the margins are thinner. So if you can find one other thing that a lot of people probably aren't doing, but that might give you just the slightest uh, little edge and find uh, and pair that with a, another thing or a, a few more things. And that does add up to be just, you know, uh, maybe enough of an edge. Yeah, that's, that's very true. So, uh, you know, of course we, we fall into old patterns talking about DFS and researching and subscriber chats and everything, but, uh, you know, how has the, the quarantine, the self distancing, all this, how is, how has this been for you? What is the experience you've been like? Do you have, do you have advice for people? Do you have pointers? Like what is the, what is the Jeff Collins quarantine been like? Again, it's just, it's like something you could never expect or anticipate feeling or, or being like in a, a state of yeah. where you've got le legitimately concerning things happening. And uh, like I wrestled with, I haven't seen if, if you've posted much on the subject or not. Um, Cause I have you muted. No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you. I, I, if, if I was a following, if I followed myself on Twitter, I'd mute myself for sure. No, you're, you're actually pretty good. I will say probably like four years ago, wasn't like a super big fan of your Twitter, but like, especially, and I've told you this uh, privately, like the take cast and like the, the stuff you've been doing, like it's just, but nobody's made bigger strides than you and, and with, with what you're doing. So, uh, but anyway, uh, what I was getting at is I wrestled with whether to even address the subject on Twitter. Cause it's like, look, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that's trying to like get in arguments on Twitter about it, but I do have this thing that like weighs on me where I go, all right, if I say something, could I potentially, uh, and th this sounds dramatic, but could I save a life by, by saying something that see, but the, the thing is though, Jeff is you're a hundred percent right. You, you would never think of it that way, but, I know, I know for a fact that there are people who would not have taken this as seriously without people on Twitter that they follow um, being concerned, right? Being cautious. Like, yeah, it sounds so stupid. Like, oh, someone I follow for fantasy sports on Twitter is concerned about this. But I, I think 100%, I guarantee you, people like you and I have convinced other people to socially distance. And I mean, t let me give credit where it's due to the, the only thing that got me into that mindset and that um, showed me that perspective, which I, I do think is the right perspective. And the perspective that I didn't have the entire time was uh, Pete, DC. Uh, DC and I were talking on the phone. Of course, there's never, a I mean, our conversation before we started the show, of course, it's about what's going on, right? There's, you, you just don't have a conversation. It doesn't start with that. So uh, 
we were talking about that. And of course, like those conversations can turn like an hour long conversation. You know how passionate Pete's been, uh, draft sheet's been about all of this. And he, he made a good point where it's like, if you have a voice and a lot of people can just kind of write that off and, you know, and in a healthy way too, like not getting a big head about it, right? Like it's annoying the people that are on Twitter and think that they're influenced, like influencing everyone and everything they say matters and they're super narcissistic. Right. Like I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that my Twitter feed is like, first of all, it's not even really that good. I, I, everyone who, (laughs) everyone who follows me and everyone who, uh, interacts with me. I really appreciate all of you. Um, and it's been, it's been great and very useful and helpful in this time where I'm not, you know, seeing other people in real life, but outside of, you know, any kind of ego tripping thing, like I, I think that there is like a certain responsibility we owe to each other as human beings. And like, that's, that's kind of just why I've been so disappointed to, to see people not taking it seriously. Um, both like on Twitter in real life, people I know, people you like these these people we see on uh you know on the news the uh the the Florida Spring Breakers not taking it seriously, um it just it and and you know what it, it really has led me to believe is that um Americans are just they are Jeff they're so bad at understanding science and math people are people in the United States are just not very good with science and math. Uh, yeah, I mean. We, we see, we, we played DFS and, and, and all that, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't there where, where you're talking about and, and understanding and recognizing that responsibility that basically you have, but DC did get me there. And I, I finally uh, tweeted about it yesterday, which uh, I felt guilty. Like after talking to DC, uh, I felt guilty. I'm like, man, you're like, that is my responsibility, regardless of whether I think I have an impact or not, or regardless of um, how big that impact is. I, it's you're not really gonna hurt anything. Maybe, maybe I lose some subscribers or something because they're annoyed I'm talking about. It, but who? Can, I mean, these are higher stakes than than something like that, and it's it's whatever you're risking, and, and that's again what my thread was about too, just like understanding what is it that you're risking? And then if you're, you're going to do that thing, like what is the good that can come out of it? And you just got to weigh things uh, against each other. And, and it's very clear that people should be taking a, like a, a, a not a, a panicked approach about it, but should be informing people, make sure that, that everyone understands. Cause most of the time when you talk to someone about this, it's just uh, you realize that they just didn't understand something and, and they appreciate that you brought something to their attention or whatever. Right. And I mean, and just in general, this is, this is not um, like a criticism of Americans or anything, but just people in general have a hard time understanding risk. They have a hard time dealing in probability. And, you know, this is something we obviously talk about on this show all the time. It's sure I'm something like that you talk about with your subscribers a lot that you were mentioned in your articles. Like people just have a hard time understanding that just because something is more likely to happen doesn't mean that it will happen or just because something is unlikely to happen. It doesn't mean that if it happens that people are incorrect about it. So, you know, if, if this doesn't lead to some crazy, um, tail event and it ends up, you know, not that many people die, uh, which is of course what we are hoping. It doesn't mean that all of the predictors are wrong. It just meant that that's the way that like the probability played out. No, exactly. And like the, the DFS parallels, it's just like, there are some there. And I think people 
can easily relate to some like that that logic uh, train and everything but it's just uh um yeah when you're thinking when you're talking about most likely outcomes people just want to accept that and even if you're referencing like well yeah some people just don't understand that well even the people that understand that general idea have a hard time with it make the same mistakes because it just yeah. takes a while to like train yourself to to um apply that right like you can you can be a smart person and understand that and still like have to force yourself into applying it yeah i mean that is that is uh extremely true so let's uh in you know in terms of uh in terms of like daily routine what is that what has that been like for you are you are you reading more um, do you have like, are you and your, are you and your wife, uh, do you have shows to watch? Like what is, have you, have you just had way more family time to spend? What is that? What's that been like? I uh, think we, uh, run out of every show to watch. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Lego Star Wars has been a thing on the PlayStation. Um, but the, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but when just everything shuts down and you you're like me and you're just, you've been super busy and you're probably behind on a lot of things. And, you know, think about the fact that I'm like running a site and I'm like in charge of multiple sports and, um, all, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I'm doing projections and content. All that just goes away. And you just, you have all these other things that you thought you would like to do. Like, uh, I want to learn how to program. Oh, do do whatever other random thing. Um, I, I want to learn how to now uh, build a really good model for League of Legends. You just have so many options that you're like paralyzed from that. And you just what what I've dealt with this first week is just realizing at the end of the day that I never really accomplished that much. And I I've seen uh, I think it was it was again DC uh, possibly that said something like that on Twitter too. And I, I definitely related to that where it was just man, I, I got a bunch of things that I, I, I want to do and that I am going to do, but uh, so far I haven't done much, man. So that's so, I mean, what the, the observation that you just made is so astute. Like there are so many things I feel like I want to do on a daily basis. And uh, also because NFL free agency is happening right now, mm-hmm. really all that I realized is that uh, I spend a lot of time playing DFS and I guess my days are just over like maybe, maybe, you know, maybe an hour and a half earlier or so if you get, you, you include DFS slates and then you include getting, you know, uh, grunt work associated with, um, you know, working for a site done or whatever. And then you, you think like, Oh, I have this infinite amount of time. And then you're, you're kind of just burnt out. Like I was like, Oh, I'm going to read so many books during this. I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm going to read, um, I'm going to take one of these, uh, I'm going to take one of these online classes, uh, on like Udemy. Like I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn how to do R or I'm going to take like, uh, the Princeton cryptocurrency class or something. And then like at the end of the day, I'm like, I read 15 pages of my book. I played an hour of the show on PlayStation and now it's, it's 1030 and I'm ready for bed. And it's just like, it, it, it kind of is like the more things change, the more it really does stay the same, especially if you're in a position like you and I are in, we're like, our job actually still exists in a pretty real way. It's not like our, our work schedule did not get disrupted that much by this. Yeah. And there's just, there's so many things. Um, that you have to consider too, and when, when you're on the 
the business side of things and there's so many questions up in the air and you're just going like, man, I, I mean, who knows how long we're, we're not going to have DFS and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just the things that you, when you are working, uh, I work a ton. Uh, I mean, I, I'm working very late at night, early in the morning, all the time, six days a week minimum. And I always have these things where I'm like, man, I wish I could just have a day off so I could do this. One of these, one of my stupid hobbies I just recently got into is, um, and this, this is going to sound nerdy, I, I get it, but uh, treasure hunting. I, I don't know uh, if uh, you've ever, like, uh, of course you know what it is, but if you've ever, like, looked into people that are actually out there in real life right now looking for treasure because I kind of just discovered that about a month ago that people that's amazing that. I had no idea yeah and so the first person that brought and this probably wouldn't be surprising to a lot of people who listen to your podcast but first person who brought up treasure hunting to me was Jay Rayner beat by Majeet and oh, I, classic, when he started, yeah. I'm going what are you talking about your treasure hunting you know but there's a there's an old guy that uh, buried millions of dollars worth of like uh, coins and, and jewels and stuff somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. And he wrote uh, a poem, talking about Fen's treasure right now, wrote a poem that it's, it's just uh, basically a list of hints. And uh, he wrote a book that also provides additional hints and go for it, go find it. If you find it, you keep it. As like, that's when you think about it that way, it's like, oh, that actually would be kind of fun. And anyway, like, that's one of my, my little side hobbies. I haven't even looked at that, even though I've had way more time now. Yeah, it's just because there, there, and and that you know that is sort of a byproduct of modern life, which is just like there are so many things that are interesting. There are so many things that um that our our brains have the ability to be be interested in. Basically, like there are there are like nineteen things right now I could say or like oh yeah that's a hobby of mine, but like oh maybe I haven't done it in six months because there is uh you know there just is is so much to do. And I, I think that like people are, people are tweeting about like, Oh, I'm, I'm bored or whatever. And I'm like, I, I have, I have yet to be bored during the quarantine. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I haven't felt restless or whatever, which is, uh, I gotta say if I didn't have, if I did not have dogs during this, um, certainly it would be, it would be a lot different because going walking with dogs has been, you know, really nice during this. But yeah, I, I, I really can say that as of yet, I have not, I have not been bored. It's, restless is the uh, really good word for it though because it's there is a feeling and it's like part of it too is like you you almost feel like you're supposed to be doing something like you've just like a subconscious thing like uh, oh like uh, didn't I have something to do like it's it's that and like I'm basically past that I think based for me it was a, a just an adjustment period and I'm starting to get past that now but yeah those first few days I was really struggling and Someone, I was, I was thinking about, man, this, this is lasting forever. And someone pointed out to me, it's been like four days, man. Like, what? yeah, like literally it's like a month. <laughs> today, today was, today was, uh, was a week for me. Yeah. Dude, which that, is wild. Doesn't it feel like we've been in, in prison for a, a month? I, I mean, mean, it feels, it feels like the Rudy Gobert thing was like literally like a year ago, like the NBA yeah. got like, and, and like, I, I actually remember cause I had Boban in my, um, single entry team that night and he had 55, I think 55 or 57 
on DraftKings. And I was like, they cannot cancel this Oklahoma City Utah game. Like, please do not cancel it. Like, I'm going to have, I'm just going to have the best team. Please don't cancel. And then, like, and then they were like, oh, we're going to play, we're going to play the Pelicans game. Like, oh, we're going to play the Pelicans Kings game. And like, even that, that feels like just absolute ages ago. And like, I mean, literally, literally a week ago. And it just, it was a whole different world, basically. The, that uh, so I stacked up on that last game, that Kings game, the Pelicans game. Like I mean, purposely because of that game, I don't always MME or anything, but loved that game so much that I was like, no, I have to MME and just load up on that game. And like the whole sweat of it was was like that the the one game got canceled, and it was a, then they suspended the season. So like, oh well, they're, they're, why would they play that last game if they just suspended the season? But then they announced that they were going to play it. And it's like, I, I don't know, I, I see, I'm pretty sure it was like two minutes, three minutes before they tipped off, or I'm getting all excited, ready to watch the game and everything. Like, oh, yeah, we're not going to play that one either. Yeah, because they, they, were, they were all set to play it. They were like, okay, we're going to suspend everything after this, um, you know, after this Pelicans, uh, Pelicans-Kings game. And then they, they found out that the, the referee had tested positive for it. And they were like, well, guess, uh, guess that's not going to work, which is, you know, uh, feels they, very quaint. Yeah, they found out that he had been – they repped one of Go Bears games. But, I mean, it's like – Right. And, and that was the right move. Like, they, sh- they should have done it. It's just, like, so frustrating, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So, last year when you came on the show, we talked, uh, we talked a lot about baseball. That is theoretically one of the sports that is uh, – it's in season. It's coming up. We think that they're probably my, – my best guess right now is that they are going to play something like – an 80 game season they are going to do. I I think that they will do like maybe like extended series or something like that. I think probably they're going to play a lot of games with no fans. And uh, I, so I think baseball is going to happen. I think that it is going to happen in a very shortened way. And uh, you know, they might have to find some sort of neutral site for the world series. Do you, do you kind of, are you kind of with me on all of that? Yeah, the, the only thing you didn't point out that I, I might add to that is that, um, and I don't know if you were considering this in the games you were projecting, but they could actually do a bunch of double headers too. Um, so you know what? That's true. Actually, I, I, Jeff, I've not heard anyone make that point talking about um, the shortened baseball season, but the fact that they can play double headers and uh, also it would be very easy for Major League Baseball to say, okay, for this season, roster sizes are going to be 27 or 28 so that teams could keep extra like relief pitchers and, and, and catchers well, and whatnot. Starting, starting pitchers. Yeah, they'd, it'd probably be like seven-man rotations if they were aggressive about it, uh, like how many double headers to, to – which they, that's what I think they should do, like be really aggressive about it. Like you said, you just uh, extend the rosters, and instead of five-man rotations, it's, it's seven-man rotation. And you make it to where they're not allowed to use, like, five-man rotations and, like, ruin some guy's arm or something. But, you know, right. it's, a, it's a reasonable uh, approach, I think, one that um, like if fans would be behind that. I imagine the players would, would uh, for the most part, uh, agree with that. It just seems like a win-win for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and, and you know, like this is going to, that would be, so if we're talking about seven-man rotations, we're talking about 30-man rosters, or maybe they just make it that the, like September, like the whole 40-man roster can be with the major league team. That's a big win for minor league players. The minor league players are going to get more experience. They're going to get bigger paychecks. And, uh, 
I mean, I guess that TV and a t- like there, there's a whole big world of money to discuss with how things would work with all of those double headers. But I, I would say, I, I really like that. You, know, I am, I am more optimistic after you pointed that out to me about it today than I was coming into this because I kind of forgot how easy of a solution double headers were. I, I keep trying to tell you how smart I am, man. I don't know why you, you don't believe me. It's true. So, so let's, let's have this conversation about baseball like the season is going to happen. We're just, we are not going to, we're, as of right now, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about the season getting canceled. Let's, uh, let's talk about some futures bets. Uh, what is your, in the, in the World Series market, what is your favorite bet to win the World Series? So when I, talk to people about this kind of stuff. I like, I prefer to give people like a favorite and then more of a long shot because it's just like, they're yeah. different expectations. Right. If, if I give someone like a 25 to one, it's like, that's very, that's very small chance of, of actually hitting. Who's probably going to win the world series. I think the Yankees, uh, but there's the yeah. one that's probably not even going to do anything for any, like some people aren't even going to want to bet that because it's just a lot of money just, sitting in a sports book for not that much of a reward. Uh, that's a team that I, I would be the highest on. The, and then, like, towards, like, the middle, it's interesting that I like a couple teams from the same division, the Angels and the, the A's. And it, it, like it's in the same division as the Astros too, so it's like – Yeah, I like, I like the, uh, I like the um, athletics quite a bit. The athletics have a ton of upside, right? Especially in their pitching staff, and yeah, uh, and especially considering the layoff, and they can get guys like uh, Puck healthy. Hopefully, you know, Puck's. Uh, I, I believe he had Tommy John last year. He had a serious injury, uh, season-long injury last year. Um, you, you get them going, uh, give them some extra time, and and that's a, a positive. But of course, they just they've got great bats as well. Uh, I've always been a huge. Chris Davis fan, but we're talking about like Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, like the, the power there. I mean, they're just, they're always underrated and probably all year are going to be good DFS plays simply because they just always are underrated. So they're going to be uh, under-owned and uh, part of that has to do with their a West Coast team and West Coast teams generally have lower ownership as well. So they just, they become good plays uh, in general. Um and then the Angels, I just I'm so high on Otani, man. I just, if Otani, he's like uh, he's like the best player, right? Like like Otani, like if he's doesn't get hurt, pitches what if he starts 15 games and DHs in 100 games, like he's like one of the most valuable players in baseball. And that's the thing. It's like if you you want to talk about, we'll talk about MVP bets in a minute. But it's like, oh yeah, obviously Otani, right? Like you said, he's the best player. It's like, well, wait a minute, no. The best players on his team. He's not the MVP of his team. So how can you bet Otani to win the MVP? I was just like Mike Trout's the best baseball player of all time. Uh, so that's the only problem. If you were on any other team, or Mike Trout was on any other team, I'd be I'd just load up on Otani. It's just I cannot see him beating out Trout. Of course, it's it's possible because of the uniqueness of who. If he was only pitching or only hitting, no chance. But since he's just like that dual threat, and people. Like you'll just get extra credit for that. Um, there's a chance, but um, it's just uh, it's deflating that Mike Trout's up on, uh, on his team. He's not the most valuable player on his team. Yeah, I mean, you know, so if they have, yeah, like if they have a, a winning record or whatever, they're just like 
you know, if they win, uh, if they win 91 games or something, somehow Otani can't win because Trout will win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically the only, your only hope uh, is just, of course, like just one of the best years of all time for Otani, like at at the very least, like one of the best uh, at either pitching or hitting more likely hitting and then just like really good pitching. And like that, that could be enough. Uh, depending on uh, the specifics, of course, but, or Trout getting hurt, which Trout could get hurt. Like, that's not something you should just discount. Be like, he, oh, well, he, he, got, he got he got hurt last year, right? Yeah, or two he, years yeah, ago. He he, he yeah. cost me a, a home run bet. Yeah, he was. Um, I'm pretty sure the the bet I lost was him. With him was to lead the league in home runs, and he was leading it when he got hurt. I think that was last year with him. Yeah, I I, I honestly I honestly can't remember which year. He got hurt, but uh, I know that that has happened. So my, I, I agree with your analysis that the Yankees are uh, like the, a good favorite bet. If I was going to bet on them, the Astros or the Dodgers, I would bet on the Yankees. But kind of weirdly, I the the long shot bet that I like, I I like the Athletics is um I like the Rays at twenty to one. That's on the DraftKings sportsbook. You can probably get different and better numbers elsewhere. I think they're maybe twenty three to one on the FanDuel sportsbook, and the Milwaukee Brewers at thirty three to one. Those are the Brewers pitching really sucks, but their hitting is really good, and you you would just kind of hope that maybe they run on that right side of variance with pitching for the Brewers. Maybe they pick up, you know, one or two veteran arms in season. Um, and then the Rays, I, I, you know, what's weird is I actually like the Rays less than I did when we started talking about these futures a month ago, because this layoff, this layoff is, is the best for the Yankees. They have nagging injuries on all their dudes. Gary Sanchez had nagging injuries. Stanton and judge had nagging injuries. Two of their starting pitchers got injured and, um, Paxton is probably going to be able to come back now and be ready by the start of the season because of this delay to the beginning of the season. But the Rays are so good. I mean, the Rays to me are just a step below the Yankees. Like if I was if I was making the odds, I think I would probably make the Rays like fifteen to one to win the World Series. I I think they are super good. Oh, there they are. Uh, I'm I'm big on the Rays as well, especially their pitching. Uh, w- like we'll see what they. I'm sure the hitting will be good as well. But like you, you kind of hit on it there. Why I'm higher on the Yankees? Like they've got all those injuries. But yeah, they're, they're, like it's not going to matter as much anymore. Uh, it, we were it was like questionable with Stanton and Judge and 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 Paxton. Like, are they going to be ready for opening day? Maybe like a weekend, maybe two weeks, that sort of thing. And probably not going to be 100% if they're kind of rushing back. Now it's like, no, they're going to be totally fine, you would think, um, by the time the season starts. And that, that's a big boost for them. And that is one of the things, too, that I don't even think is, is priced in uh, or anything. You know, uh, more so with uh, some futures we'll talk about in a second. But I, the, the market hasn't moved much, on, at least on the, the books that, that I've been on, um, based on anything having to do with the, the season changing. And, and the other thing you'd want to think about too, are the teams that could put uh, together a better deep rotation, right? Who, who has a couple guys that are fighting for that fifth starter spot is where it's like, well, one good guy is actually not going to be in the rotation. He might be if they use that approach that I'm suggesting. It's just going to make the Dodgers even better. The Dodgers are going to have like, the Dodgers are going to have like eight starters who are like all fine. And it's just going to, it's going to put everyone else on tilt. 
it, well, yeah, that's the frustrating thing about like the National League. It's like, who do you even pick over there? So you just feel like an idiot if you're not saying that it's going to be the Dodgers that, that right. There's, the I mean, they are so good. The Dodgers are so good. It, it, like, I, I don't ever. I think that heavy favorites in baseball a lot of the times, like, just because it's such a variant game, like betting on them is generally bad. But like, if you told me you wanted to bet anything Dodgers related, I'd probably say like, no, nah, that's fine because they're so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I had to pick a team, uh, you say I can't choose the Dodgers, and it, like a long shot, it, it might be the Padres. The the Padres. Yeah. I, just when I pick a, a long shot too, a lot of times I'm just thinking about specific players and um, just kind of uh, like how wrong could we be about him? Like, we think this guy's good. I'll use Fernando Tatis, the guy I'm thinking of right now. Like. We think he's good. There's, there's no doubt about that. He, he literally could be like the, one of the top two, top three players in the league, though, this season. We, we don't know. He has that upside. I think there are multiple players there, especially if the, you look at their pitching staff, and you can go like, oh, wow, like if Garrett Richards could stay together, like he could have a really good year. Uh, Lamette has shown some really good things. Uh, obviously, Paddock has shown a ton. So it's like if everyone hits their upside – then this team is really good. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, we know some of those teams are going to hit their upside, right? Like there, there will be, there will be teams that simultaneously do hit their upside. We also know that there are teams that, that, you know, all of these collective downsides are going to hit at the same time. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that happens with a game as variant as baseball. So uh, last year when you came on the show, um, we had a conversation about, um, you know, who's going who's gonna to lead baseball in home runs. We, we talked through some of the props when you came on. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty interested in betting some of them this year. The ones that I already bet, J.D. Martinez to lead baseball, in home runs, fifty to one. Story at forty to one, and Joey Gallo. I can't remember if it was fourteen or sixteen to one. Gallo is now rightfully the favorite. Um, I and you know what? I think that Gallo moving to the favorite. I think that that's as a result of the shortened season because there's going to be less time for him to get injured now. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting uh, theory. I, I like that. That's, that's a good call. Uh, Gallo is just a, a beast. Huge, huge, huge fan of, of his. Uh, the, so last year, I got lucky with one of these long shots. And like the I was saying before, if, I, if you give someone a 25 to 1, 31 long shot, like most you cannot expect this going to hit. But um, on Twitter, I gave out. Cody Bellinger for MVP and of course I missed on the AL MVP I gave out Cy Young's I missed on those but you get one 30 to one shot in the season and you're just betting the player awards and that's really really good um but yeah you had asked me on on the show as I was leaving to mention a couple guys and that was one of the guys I definitely got right I, I'm sure I probably named Pavetta who was you know he's always horrible now but anyone who looks like pitch data and stuff it's just you, you can't not like him uh so so yeah i mean this year uh the guy that stands out to me and for some of the the similar reasons that we were talking about with the the benefit of the shortened season and, and everything and, and how i kind of um hinted that some things aren't really priced in you, know, you still get stanton like 35 to 1 to win the mvp stanton I, and everyone when i say that everyone's probably cringing like oh why would you bet stanton stanton 
before he came to the Yankees was the you know top a top three player in baseball. He's fifty something home runs in uh, Miami, and he goes to the Yankees. Completely disappoints that first year. Everyone kind of like writes him off, and then had that injury plague season last year. He uh, hardly played at all last season. So everyone's just kind of like forgotten about him. The Yankees are they're they're the team that I think is going to win the World Series, and he might be their best player. I mean, Judge is like the favorite when you're looking at MVP odds, and maybe even Torres is ahead of him. But those kind of odds, man, I, I love that. That's my favorite bet. And that the, um, when I when I uh, was making the bet myself, I that's when I um, messaged you. I was like, hey, you. I, I reminded you that you had uh, asked about doing a pot. I was like, dude, I got the the MVP for you. I remember giving that out last year. So let, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, the home run numbers that I still like, and uh, by like by the way, these books know that people are betting futures more because they have nothing else to bet on, and they're all they're all getting juice. So like JD Martinez was fifty to one. He's forty to one now. Um, I still like that. I still like Trevor Story, 33 to 1. What do you think about Nelson Cruz, 25 to 1, most regular season home runs? I mean, dude's old. I, I like the story bet a lot more. Yeah. Um, but there's no doubt that Cruz has. Well, no, I might say that. There is some doubt that Cruz still has power, honestly. But um, again, if you, if you hit the upside, it's good. Uh, and he's kind of a, a guy that seems to be like a, a trendy pick this year if you're just uh, looking on Twitter and stuff. Um, I'm to, to be honest, I, I joined a couple of the cut lines. I don't know if you do those. Um, NFFC. Uh, I I've done them for football and I'm regged for a main event for the NFBC. Uh, whenever they, whenever they decide to, uh, to, to, to resume the drafts right now, all the main event drafts are postponed. Yeah. That, that was another thing where it's like, man, you're going to take that away from us too. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was really, I was really looking forward to that. So that was, that was a bit of a bummer. Totally. Yeah. So anyway, I, I mean, I've done a couple of those and it's like, I, I, I still have a lot of work to do and, and with my projections and, and with figuring out exactly where I'm landing on things. But um, for whatever reason, what, what keeps popping up for me uh, is the Yankees. And uh, I, it just it feels like I'm going to be basically a Yankees fan this year, which is not not the um, most attractive thing in my mind. Yeah, it's not where you want to be. But what can you do? (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So we, I mean, obviously we have, uh, you know, we have awards to be bet as well. Uh, You know, so I I think that, uh, I think that you're, you are, you would be team Aaron Judge 12 to one. uh, Maybe, uh, maybe DJ LeMay. I don't know. DJ LeMay 25 to one. That's probably, that's probably too rich for MVP. Uh, What about Gary Sanchez 50 to one for MVP? It's, I mean, it's Stanton, man. Like thirty-five to one for me. Like that would be my guy. I, I think again, if you yeah, want to Stanton talk about, is Stanton is so good. He's I'm t- I like it's that's what I'm saying. He people are forgetting about him, and, and that's fair. And the the risk that you're taking on with him is the the constant injuries and the fact that he can't live up to the New York pressure. Um, but if you think about those two things and just from a predictive standpoint, I think a, a lot of people that studied that sort of thing would tell you, well, I, there's a ton of noise in that. That's really tough to kind of make those assumptions and call Stanton injury prone or um, say that he is really struggling with that, the New York pressure. And, you know, like 
I'm sure any Yankee fan listening is like, oh, he definitely is, you know. But it's it's just not something that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's one of those dudes. He just he's like a he's just like a big guy. So if he does get hurt, it's just like a little bit harder for those dudes to recover. It's just like it's that is all priced in and everything. And I, I would rather take the chance that he isn't. You know, like that to me. If he isn't, then if if those two things aren't an issue for him, if he's not injury prone and he is the same player that he was in Miami, he is at I mean definitely at ten to one or better. I mean no question. Like the only concern people have right now are the injuries and the the New York pressure from that first season where he just he looked horrible. He he, he didn't look like himself. But I'm gonna chalk that or hope that that is. Um, randomness that the result that season hope that he's not injury prone and, and feel like I am I am getting value on the 35 to 1 which is a line that hasn't moved with the, the season shortening and, and sure I mean it's like probably got him uh, five to ten games or something but that matters yeah it does so some of the ones some of the ones that I like through here NL MVP um, I like Paul Goldschmidt 25 to 1 I like Trevor Story at 25 to 1 and I really like Corey Seager at 40 to 1 so Corey Seager was like you know an uber mega prospect came up he's been okay he's been injured a little bit I, I think he tore his ACL so I, I believe he missed an entire season but he you know we project him as um, an above league average hitter basically playing for the best team in baseball. So I really like, um, I really like that one at 40 to one. And then American league Cy Young, I like Blake Snell at 16 to one. And, uh, that's, that's really the only one I like for American league Cy Young. And then of course, um, you know, the, uh, for the NL Cy Young, I just, I don't know how you don't bet, uh, Noah Syndergaard at 20 to one or deeper. I just, I think last year, is just going to be one of those years. It was a weird year, and I think he very much has it in him to bounce back. I want to. I want to look into him more. That's that's an interesting one. Um, he wouldn't have been who I, I thought of, but um, you got me interested. That for MVP, I, I think if you're just if you want favorite, it's Acuna. That, that's who I would go with for sure. Yeah. And then if you want like more of a long shot, I've I've always been and and will continue to be a, a big Reese Hoskins believer. So he's 40 to one on Philly. And again, you can make the argument he's not even the best player on his team, but I actually think he is. And um, Philly could be good this year. Um, so I, I don't mind that just uh, knowing that it is uh, a long shot. And 40, 40 to one is just, um, if, if you want a big payout, wouldn't mind taking that swing. Yeah, I I, uh, I like that one. Do we have uh, Do we have any other bets we want the folks to fire off? Any any division bets? Any weird futures? Anything like that? Uh, yeah, I was I was um, I don't think I gave us a, a Cy Young, but along the same lines as um, the the value of shortened season, the Yankees and everything. Like James Paxton is another guy where would not surprise anyone if he was just completely dominant. It would surprise people if he stayed healthy, but again, like I I just don't factor in those things as much although i will say that for your home run bets and stuff or for for whoever's home run bets people aren't factoring that in enough they're just thinking about oh well how many home runs is he gonna hit as and just assuming he's gonna be healthy and even if you're looking at a lot of projections it's just there's almost i don't want to say like uh if you bet every under you would definitely win but i i'm not I, i'm not convinced that's not true <laughs> like there's if when in doubt, go under on like home run props and that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, just just in uh, that's that is very that is very good advice. Just uh, in general, um, you should probably be betting more unders than you're betting overs because those lines are set to uh, entice people to bet overs, which are are generally not sharp. So uh, I think I think that's it. I think we got through everything that I wanted to chat about uh, for for today. Not saying that uh, of course we couldn't have a future episode of the show. Jeff, tell people what you guys have going on over at Numberball, and we will uh, we'll chat with you soon. We, we don't have anything going on because there are no DFS sports, basically. Soon, though. Soon, we will. <laughs> uh, I'm just – I'm actually uh, – I am going to do something. And I you know, made fun of myself. I just sent out a newsletter to my subscribers and said, like, look, obviously we're all looking for something to do, and I'm going to do something. So whatever I do, I'll, you know, invite people to, to join me. And even if I do, if I create a subscription package for something, I'm definitely going to do some free content out there because just during this time where I don't I, I just feel bad for people that people, so many people are just looking for something to do and they're so bored or restless or, or, or whatever. And I'm one of those people too. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, stuff's coming out soon. I haven't announced anything yet, but the, I mean, I am going to be talking about treasure hunting. I'm not going to charge people to let the to, treasure hunting, bro. I'm t- dude, you, you're not going to be making fun of me when I've got these. I no, I won't. I, I would, I absolutely would never dude. I, I, you know, I have so many like nerdy hobbies outside of daily fantasy. I, I could never begin to make fun of people who, who were our whatever hobbies. Dude, treasure hunting sounds actually cool. I'm I'm going to wear I'm whatever like these ruby rings or whatever that's in the treasure chest. I'm just gonna wear those to like finals and and um, that's gonna be my new thing. But uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. We're just gonna come up with some fun stuff to do. Obviously, people are trying to get creative right now. You have to. And I, honestly, uh, in our uh, company Slack and everything, we're bouncing off some really horrible ideas, like even worse than treasure hunting. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's just. It's um, it's it's a, it's a wild wild time right now, and and we're just gonna try and make the best of it. There we go. All right, man. Thanks for coming on the show, everyone. Uh, of course, follow Jeff on Twitter and continue to listen to the Takecast while uh while all of us are quarantined because we are gonna keep pumping out episodes, and uh, we will be back very soon. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.